the Chair 2 Leaders Podcast with your hosts, Danny Smith and Ben South. If you lead from the second chair or you work with those who do, this is a place for you. We're glad you're here for conversations about the church, ministry, life, and how we can serve better for God's kingdom. Well, welcome back to another episode of Chair 2 Leaders. I'm here with Danny Smith. Danny, this is episode 100, if we counted correctly. Yeah, and I never trust my math skills, but I do think it is episode 100, and that's hard to believe. Like, that doesn't uh, even, you know, when you think about doing a podcast, that time we were sitting at that little uh, breakfast place thinking about, man, wouldn't it be fun to do a podcast? Now we're 100 episodes into it. So uh, how it's been a lot of fun, and it's been um, a real uh, encouragement to hear from different people and talk about different things. And I I think we have some fun stuff planned for this one uh, since it is episode 100. Now we're not wearing, you know, like the birthday, you know, hats or anything like that, but a hundred, that's a big deal. That's might have a piece of cake later today. We'll see. That's exactly right. Absolutely. And blow the candle out or something. That's right. That's (laughs) right. Happy 100 to us. That's right. Happy 100. Well, we're glad you're listening in uh, this week. Uh, for chair two leaders and we just want to be a help to you as you serve in that second chair role when you're maybe not the primary leader or maybe you listen and you work with second chair leaders and and we want to just be a a resource for you and that's kind of been our goal all along is to be that resource for those who are not the lead uh, pastor or lead minister in uh, in that area so uh, Danny everything going well in Wyoming? Yeah, you know, it finally feels like springtime here. I hate to do the whole weather thing, but, man, we've had some great weather. And, uh, you know, we're a little late. Uh, I noticed a lot of high school graduations taking place there around your uh, area over the last week or so, which I don't know. Maybe it's just me and maybe I'm showing my age, but it feels uh, like it's a little earlier even than I I, I was expecting. Um, so seniors these days will never know the struggle of going all the way through. I mean, if we got out of our last final, we thought that was a big deal. Now they're missing the last three weeks of school and, uh, well, we it's missed, just a different world. So we missed the last two weeks of school. I think when I graduated, but I think it was a little bit later into May still when versus like the first week of May out. So yeah. my family, yeah. we've been out for a couple of weeks now. Uh, well, almost a couple of weeks. We finished up in April since we homeschooled. One of the beauties of setting your own schedule. That's um, right. Yes. Just that. But um, it is. It's it's a great time of year. And man, ministry's transitioning. And one of those transitions uh, is from our sponsor. They go through this every year is this seasonal thing because college graduations wrap up too. And we're thankful for Central Baptist College in Conway, Arkansas, who has been a faithful sponsor of Chair Two Leaders almost the whole hundred episodes. I was going to say, I, I'd be interested to see. I mean, it's the vast majority of those episodes. They've been a great friend to us. So they have, and we want you to check them out as well. So go check out Central Baptist College at cbc.edu. Man, they have got all kinds of things that can help you in your ministry uh, finish up. Maybe you started that degree and you haven't uh, completed or you didn't complete it. They can help you finish up that college education. They can help you get training. You can get a leadership and ministry degree. They also have traditional programs that are top class and they're quality education. And it's not as expensive as a lot of other institutions, but you can get a quality education, a traditional student, a quality education and a great place to live. 
and at a great school. Uh, so we want you to go check out CBC at cbc.edu. Check them out today. Someone will contact you back if you go on online and ask to be uh, contacted. Admissions counselor will talk with you about how you, they can get you down the road to finishing your degree and accomplishing all God has for you. Yeah, thank you, CBC. Thanks for all the support. And uh, hopefully over the next 100 episodes, you'll continue to hear about <laughs> CBC. Right. And uh, there's my little uh, plug to, to keep them all. <laughs> That's right. with us. And, <laughs> we need yeah. that. So, know, go ahead. You mentioned real quickly, you know, I didn't graduate high school till June 7th. Now, this was, again, many years ago. But, uh, yeah, so I, I was going to say earlier, you know, not only does it feel earlier compared to when I graduated, it is way early. And uh, I, I thought when I moved to Arkansas, kids got out in May. I was like, how does this happen? What, where was this my whole life? You know, and so Why yeah, are we living it, in Georgia. That's it. That's it. So it's uh, it's a different world. But, uh, you know, it's funny, you know, being talking about a different world. You know, I, I don't know if you remember when you interviewed at Central, but the few times I've interviewed places, there's always been a part of the discussion, either with maybe a a pastor or a search committee or personnel committee, whatever it may be. And, you know, they're going to tell you, all right, Ben, as missions pastor, here's what's your, here's your job description. Now, sometimes as a side note, and this is maybe a whole nother episode. Sometimes there is no job description and that that's a, that's a whole different animal. But for the most part, we, we fairly have a good idea about here's what they're expecting me to do week in, week out. But there's also sort of a running joke that usually somewhere in that discussion, somewhere on that written job description, you might see something like this. Other duties as assigned or other duties as assigned by the personnel team or the pastor. Usually it's the pastor. And so why not for our 100th episode have a little fun and let's talk about some ways some of that last little point duties as assigned has maybe come to fruition uh, in your time of ministry and my time of ministry. And if you're listening to this, feel free when you see it on, you know, social media, feel free to comment uh, different things that uh, that you've had to do uh, as well. So, Ben, I'll just kind of lob the ball in your court and let you get us started with that. Well, I, I think it's funny because what that, that line actually means is anything we need you to do. Uh, it, it's anything that we need done, you need to be able to do it, basically. So it's not like there's specific duties that are going to go necessarily with your job. And most of the time, I think those other duties as assigned are going to be things that are not within your primary area of responsibility. And we are going to have those. I mean, through the years, there have been tons of things I've had to do is like, that's not part of children's ministry. That's not part of missions. That's not part of you know, Christian education, that's not any of these things, yet we still have to do them in ministry. And I think one of the uh, big maybe hurdles with those other duties as assigned is sometimes those things come along and we like doing those things. It's something we're good at, we're gifted at, and that's maybe why it's assigned to us. And there's the danger in those other duties that they can become a primary focus of our work week, of our time, and we can neglect our primary delineated job description for one of these other duties as a sign. And so I think we have to be careful when those come along to make sure that we keep them in the right balance, because it, you know, there may be a week when you have to uh, do something specific because it's come up and it's emergency. It's the urgent thing that week, but it's not your primary responsibility and you can't let those other duties 
keep you from doing your primary job that you have been tasked with and called to do? Yeah, and maybe as part of kind of wading through this, I think you hit on something there is sometimes it's things we're good at. Sometimes it's things that we like, you know, we enjoy doing this. Um, there was a time I served at a church and uh, anytime the upward basketball season came around, it was it fell on me as the youth minister um, to kind of head that up. And and honestly, I did like it. I, I've always liked recreation work. I've, I've done that in the secular world as well. So it wasn't really anything that bothered me. I enjoyed it, but it wasn't necessarily in the job description either. I didn't find out about that until oh, a couple of months after being there, by the way, upwards coming up and you're the guy. And uh, and at that time, I had never done any of that. I'd, I'd not done any upward stuff. I didn't know. I'd heard of it. I didn't know how it ran. So I had to you know, all of a sudden schedule a couple of weekend trainings it, a couple hours away in another city. It was a little more uh, involved. There had been some really unhealthy patterns started from the last guy about stacking some teams, even though upwards kind of designed not to be that way. And so it was a real challenge. Um, and it, it definitely fell under that. Uh, as to be assigned other stuff. But something you hit on, uh, there are times that other assigned is very pastoral in nature. Um, you know, when I was in student ministry, I didn't necessarily have to make hospital visits on a regular basis. But there were times the pastor either out of town, out of pocket would say, I need you to go do this. I need you to, you know, this week visit um, these people. And so um, it's not always something that's just totally outside the realm of what we do. We can certainly get to those stories here in a minute. But yeah, uh, sometimes in the very nature of ministry and pastoral work, uh, while it may not fall under your umbrella of specific slice of the ministry pie in your context, um, it can still be pastoral in nature. And I think those are the things we tend to gravitate towards because I think there's a greater emphasis on pastoral aspects of student ministry as opposed to maybe you know, 20, 25 years ago when it felt more like, uh, uh, you know, kids club and uh, boys and girls club or something like that. So um, talk for just a minute about how pastoral ministry and then just the busy stuff that we have to do that we don't enjoy that we'll get to some of the fun stories. But talk for just a minute about how to best navigate that, because again, you've been in a long term context there. I know for me, I didn't always get those pastoral stuff. Sometimes I only got the crappy jobs. Um, but at the same time, can we use that? Can we use crappy on the podcast? We may have to bleep it out. I'm not sure, Dan. Okay. I have to figure out how that to would do be that fun. Episode 100, and we start doing, uh, you know, uh, having to bleep words out. That what did that's a real turn that the podcast took. So, um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I think I think when it's pastoral in nature, it's a lot easier to embrace than when it's not. Yeah, I think those are the kind of things that. They maybe can preoccupy our time. And maybe these are the ones that when they do take a lot of our time, aren't as big a deal. Because if we all are called as a pastor in the church, there are those moments we're going to have to do those pastoral type things. But I, I don't think people are going to have as big an issue with those type of ministries if we're having to spend more time at the hospital or with the family. Or uh, maybe if you're not the primary speaker that you're having to do more sermon prep this week because you're filling in or so I think some of those other duties when it when it's ministry motivated are not going to be the pitfalls that maybe other things could become. Um because be, because people understand that's what we're called to do is to minister. And yeah, your primary is students, but if this is the need right now, we need you to do that. And that's that's where the good side, I think, really of 
of this other duties is assigned that, well, because you are a minister, you are assigned some of these other things. Um, well, this is what we need as a church right now, because you're ultimately called to minister to the people. Yes, your primary is students or kids or whatever, but this is a greater need in the body as a whole, who you're called by and who you're called to. Um, so I think those maybe are those good times that we need to be willing and ready to sacrifice maybe our primary for this urgent ministry need. I think where we're going to get in trouble is maybe some of those other things that may be ministry, but maybe aren't as urgent in our uh, context within the church. And I'm thinking of there are times when ministers can get uh, overly involved in and maybe a, um, a parachurch ministry. Good things to be involved with, good partners for the community. But if you are involved in a student organization on a camp, college campus that's not your church's ministry or connected with it, but you're overly connected with it, you're spending a lot of time there, all your effort, all your focus is there, it's not a bad thing. But yes, that can be those other duties to partner with them. But if that becomes your primary focus, that can get you into trouble when you do that and neglect your primary areas of responsibility or unless you're tying it back to it. Yeah. And, and I think that's probably a part of what we don't always think about. I do think we think sometimes of the, you got stuck cleaning the bathroom after the fall festival, you know, that's the other uh, assignment that you got. Yeah. I, I think sometimes it's the good things that can get in the way of it. Um, whether that is a civic club in the community that you become a part of a campus ministry pair churches you were talking about. Again, nothing bad and ways to build things within your church. But yeah, there's that line of neglect that can happen that I'm putting all my emphasis here without fulfilling the actual roles that have been set down on paper over here. And I think that's one of the dangers of that other aside is that um, we can fill in the blanks with that or we let somebody else fill in the blanks so much that the things that we know we need to get done. Uh, in the name of other ministry or other assignments can get neglected. And then it just causes a tension um, that, uh, that that's a struggle. Heard the story of a pastor who, um, you know, I, I met one of their members one time and, and they asked me what my office hours were. And at that time, I was in a context where not too far from you being up towards Little Rock. And, and it was kind of an expectation, you know, you were there at 8.30 and uh, I didn't leave till 4.30 every day. Um, and those those were really non-negotiable. The Wednesday night service, the, the weekend youth uh, stuff or evening youth stuff, all that had to be filled in around it. Um, and so at, on the one hand, it was very structured. On the other hand, it could be a little bit overwhelming at times. But saying all that, say I met a, a, another member of a church one time and they said, well, we never see our pastor. We don't even know when he's going to be in. So I don't know what that pastor was doing. Um, in fact, that pastor is still there and has had a very fruitful, faithful ministry. So I think it was probably just a miscommunication on their end. But it, it can be when that other assigned is not defined in some way. It really can cause some miscommunication, some tension. That's that's really unnecessary, because if you go, well, I'm I'm helping this parachurch ministry I don't think anybody in your context would be like, that's terrible. You should never do that. I just think it's more of a, hey, how do we how do we balance and rhythm that, put that in a good rhythm to help our church and that ministry at the same time? Yeah, but if that parachurch becomes where you're spending 50% of your office hours and your time is ministering and working there, 
that then can become an issue if you're not careful. And, and that's where you need some people to help speak into that and go, hey, you know, when I came here, they said they really wanted me to be involved in this civic organization or community. And uh, so I've been going to this Lions Club meeting and now all of a sudden I'm doing this, you know, all this this week. And uh, yeah, just just have that ongoing conversation with people that you trust, people that can tell you the truth about the situations and uh, just not yes people in that. So now, Ben, sometimes, sometimes the other assigned activities or operations or, or whatever it may be, it does take on the point of things like, really, I'm getting stuck with this. You almost feel like the new guy, you know. Uh, that's right, you why that's put the in the job that. description. That's exactly <laughs> right. And that's why when you like when they hire the new person on that's staff, right. it's like, finally, I don't have to do this part. That's so, right. That's right. So, you know, you can't have an episode like this and not talk about some of the uh, maybe funny things that we've gotten stuck doing over the years. And again, I would encourage people to to comment. We'd love to hear. But um, I'll start us out, um, you know, at one, and it was a major deal, but I came to church and it was on a Wednesday uh, and uh, I was I was dressed for, you know, regular day at the office, Wednesday night church. Again, not dressed up, but got there and uh, our pastor was like, hey. This uh, front retaining pond in front of the church, a little retaining, they had built a building before I got there and had a little retaining wall and a little retaining pond, water, whatever that is. And he's like, somebody's got to go out there and spray all those rocks down. And I mean, this is like a half a day job and I am not dressed, nor was I expecting it. So I had to run home. Uh, and at that time, I lived about 20 minutes away. And so, you know, I had to run home, get that change. And I mean, I spent most of my Wednesday. Now, the main night of student ministry at that time, and I know, again, there's different nights these days, but man, I'm out there and it's, you know, in, it's like this time of the year where on the one hand, it's not real hot, but on the other hand, it's hot enough because you're coming out of somewhat nice spring weather, winter, that it felt hotter than 85 with high humidity should feel. And man, I'm sweaty, I'm nasty, I'm trying to, you know, get this done. And I was thinking, I don't even like landscaping. There's not a part of me that ever wants to own a landscaping business. I mean, I'll cut my yard and that's going to be about it. I couldn't tell you about pre-emergent stuff. I couldn't tell you about post-emergent stuff. But there I was stuck by the side of the major highway, spraying all these rocks down, pumping the little deal, having to go back to the workshed, fill it. And uh, I initially thought when he said, hey, we're going to get this done. When he said we're, I thought, oh, the whole staff's going to get out there and knock it out. No, that was me. I got to do it. That was a sing, uh, the per second person singular we. The, that's exactly the, right. Otherwise known as you. Um, you, that's so, right. Yes, a little known <laughs> grammar rule that right. uh, I didn't know at the time. That, but that right. and, we you know, can it can be any number of people and it can be anyone, first person. Second That's person, it. third person. You know, and it, it it wasn't one of those things. It wasn't the most awful job in the world, but gosh, it was it was not fun. Yeah, we all have them, and they they come up, and I, we've had more than we've I've forgotten about through the years, probably. Um, you know, I had one last week. It's like you know, I'm education and missions primarily, but over the last couple of years, I've also gotten assigned oversight of our Wednesday evening meals. 
responsibilities and just oversight of that. And I don't have to do it every week. We have volunteers who come and serve and I don't mind serving when I have to, but last week I had to spend most of my Wednesday going down there and fixing tea and fixing lemonade and getting, you know, uh, stuff set out, right. Because we had a volunteer who wasn't here. And so I ended up having to go down and spend half my Wednesday doing meal prep, uh, for the Wednesday night meal. And that's one of those other duties as assigned. It's really not in my job description to fix sweet tea and lemonade for a Wednesday night meal, but it had to be done. Um, Now, if I had to do it every week, it might become an issue, but that's one of those things. And I think when we get to this, this, this line item in the job description, it really helps us be able to deal with it and understand it. If we have a good perspective of why we serve where we are and it, it, and that we're actually serving, it's not just a job that we have. I mean, we had, I had this discussion with our staff this week and, you know, we don't do this because it's a job. We could probably all get jobs elsewhere that it's a, a nine to five and we might make more money doing it. And but we're not doing this just because it's a job, but because God has called us here and it's a service and we get to do these things. And so that's part of that other duties as a sign is that we realize that this isn't just a job, but it's a calling. And there will be those days we've just got to do things that we're not maybe hired to do, we're not called to do specifically. It's not in our job description. Maybe even it's in somebody else's job description. But there are times we need to be really to roll up our sleeves and go change clothes if we've got to and spray weeds or we've got to come prepared to fix, you know, gallons of sweet tea and lemonade or we've got to go sweep off the sidewalk or get snow off the sidewalk or we've got to clean up uh, dirty diapers in the bathroom because it has to be done. Are other people capable? Absolutely. Are other people even paid to do some of those jobs? Sometimes. But when we are serving the king and serving his purpose and he's got a calling on our life, that other duties is assigned means there's nothing we can't do and nothing we're too good to do. Or at least that should be the case. Yeah, that's really well said. I, I think that keeps the perspective where we need to have it because it can, you know, this, like you said, we can go get jobs elsewhere. And I think, too, we do make this just too job oriented. Sometimes we forget the the kingdom aspect of it because it is a day in, day out. Uh, we don't always see the big picture because we're right in the middle of every, every day. But you never know how um, fixing that tea and lemonade really impacted somebody else in your church. And it's little things. You know, I remember one time and, and I was serving in a senior pastor role. We had uh, we had had an event at the church and our church custodian could not come in and and clean it up afterwards. So myself and uh, the youth minister there and uh, the secretary, we all got brooms and we're cleaning up. It wasn't a big deal. But the next week, one of our folks who had helped kind of set up the meal, um, they mentioned to all three of us, you know, how refreshing it was that we would be willing to get out there and do something like that. And honestly, it really wasn't a major cleanup. It wasn't, again, like we were cleaning up after a a kindergarten field day or something like that. It was just, you know, sweeping, putting the chairs back, putting the tables up. But we never know how people uh, view that, what that does for them in terms of some credibility now that you have in ministry to them. People that maybe thought, uh, you know, uh, maybe they thought I was, uh, you know, too, uh, my hands were too soft, but then they see out there, you know, spending half a day spraying weeds and all, and they go, oh, this guy's willing to work a little bit, you know? And so it does. People work hard. And I think that's the thing that um, as we think about just our volunteers, about our people in general, 
you know, when we see those volunteers showing up for events, uh, it reminds us, you know, they had to work all day today, too. They, they, they've been somewhere nine to five today and, and they're giving up their time. And so it just builds some credibility, I think, with folks in ministry to see that you're willing to get out of your office, step outside of your uh, maybe defined role to help and for the good of the kingdom, for the good of the church. And and Paul talks about that, right? First Corinthians 12, you know, the, the different spiritual gifts. And I know this isn't necessarily spiritual gifts, but the idea is that that what the spirit is developing within you is for the good of the whole church. In other words, it's not just an individual thing we get to hold on to, but we get to use it for the good of the church, for the glory of God. And so sometimes getting out there and fixing the lemonade and tea or sweeping up after an event or spraying rocks for the weeds this time of year, it may feel crappy in the moment. Again, edit that out if you need to, but uh, it is one of those things where, hey, can God use that just as powerfully as maybe he can use uh, the, the small group that you led? Maybe. I mean, God uses all of it for his glory. There's this idea too that, well, it's not my job. I don't have to do it. But the truth is, if there are things you're not willing to do because it's beneath you or because you're not paid to do that, that may be true. It may not be what you're specifically paid to do. But if you're not willing to do that, the truth is you're not ready for leadership yet because uh, part of leadership is being able to willingly do what needs to be done, even if it's not specifically within your realm, within your direct responsibility. Um, that that comes with a maturity level. It comes with a spiritual maturity um, and just being able to, to really understand the big picture. So if there's something you're not willing to do, you're probably not ready for leadership anyway. So there's some growing that needs to happen in your life. Ben, before we finish this um, particular subject up, say somebody's listening to this and, uh, you know, they're going through an interview process now and there's that line item. Um, would you give any recommendation as to addressing that? Um, I, I'm trying to think of a specific situation. Let's use the spray and the weeds and the rocks and stuff like that. You know, suppose in that conversation, they say, now, this last one, you know, there are things that come up, kind of like we talked about, that we have to do. Is there ever a time to say, I, I physically can't do that? Or, you know, uh, I have an allergy to work. No, I'm kidding. I have an allergy to sun. Or <laughs> I'm trying to think of a way to phrase that the right way. Maybe just some guidance into how to best define that so that you're not taken advantage of. Because, unfortunately, that does happen. That's true. There are those instances. And I think if you're maybe on that interviewing process, you just ask, what do you mean by this? Other duties assigned. Can you give me some examples of what would fall under the category of this in a given week or typically here for the for the person who is in this role previously, if it's not a new role? Uh, what did that look like for them? Other duties as assigned. And if it's a weekly responsibility that's an every day, every week, really, it shouldn't be a other duties if it's going to be their responsibility. It should be listed in their job description. And this is something you're expected to do every week. So I just ask the question, what's a typical other duty around here? Is this just a, hey, things come up? Or there's something specifically that's not, say, you're talking to someone about a youth ministry that's not typically youth ministry, but I'm expected to do every week is that falls in this just ask the question what does it look like I'm not trying to get out of work i'm just trying to understand uh this context and what y'all mean by this yeah that's good that's good yeah because if you know 
if they're expecting a different member of the staff to, you know, cut the grass every week in the summertime on a rotation, just tell me, just let me know. So that way I'm not surprised by it. And I think that's a really good word. And so, yeah, I, I'm sure there's probably some, some really uh, funny stories out there that people have. And, and Ben, I'm with you. I've probably forgotten some of the ones, because again, in the moments you just do it and roll and keep going and, uh, it, and it could be a lot of fun. And, and I will say this, you know, it has been my experience in this that sometimes I'll end up serving with people. I don't typically serve with, uh, and you make lifelong friends, um, from it. And, uh, so God uses all of it for his glory. I, I think Ben, you said that well earlier that, uh, we serve for, for his kingdom and yeah, it's, uh, there's not a class at CBC that's going to teach you that, uh, but just the real life, uh, day-to-day -day ministry that's going to, uh, to help us just become good, well-rounded servants of the kingdom. And um, don't be afraid of that that line item. Just like Ben said, ask what you mean. And you know what? Sometimes roll up the sleeve, move, move on, and, and, and get it done. That's right. Well, thanks for listening. Go and do those other duties you're assigned this week, and we'll catch you next time. You've been listening to Chair 2 Leaders. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for the latest updates, and make sure you rate, review, and subscribe to Chair 2 Leaders wherever you listen to podcasts. Thanks for listening.